Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 19, The Thing. Look closely at your neighbor. Trust no one. They might be this podcast. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. No problem. That's what Thank I'm here you. for. I've got one job to do, but I'm going to do it well. You do like five, but that's okay. <laughs> what job I admit to. I've got one job, and I'm going to do it. Ow, I just hit myself. You what? deserve that completely. Why? Why do I deserve to hurt myself? That's not a nice thing to say. Why would you say that to me? When am I ever nice to you? Oh, yeah. Good point. What was I thinking of? I know, right? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I am your host, Chaos. I'm your co-host, Carnage. And we mostly podcast at night. Mostly. And for those of you who may be just joining us for the first time, we hope there are some of you out there. Um, we are a horror movie review podcast where we bicker a lot about movies that we watch and then talk about. So there's lots of spoilers because this isn't a traditional review where we try to convince you to go see it. This is just where we just bitch about it or, or you know, talk, talk really nicely about it if we happen to like it. And but cuss lots. We cuss a lot. We cuss a lot. Lots. I feel like I'm like either 5 or 90 saying the word cuss. I don't know why. Like, who <laughs> says the word cuss? Chaos said a bad word. I'm going to tell Mama Chaos how to <laughs> you. you going to tell my mommy that I said a bad word? Uh-oh. You dropped the F-bomb on me the other day. I don't know what the F-bomb was. I've got such you virgin You didn't know what ears. that was. I've got such virgin ears. I don't think even the new people to this podcast believe that. <laughs> just, Probably not. Just saying. Um, so, stick around. We're going to talk about 1982's The Thing, as opposed to the 1951 or the 2000, 2011 The Thing. God, they redid this movie twice. Uh, yes, Jesus. this is technically... Uh, this is technically a... I can't think of the word. Remake. This is technically a remake. Um, the original one was called, like, The Thing from Outer Space or something like that. Um, it's also another actual uh, horror classic, but th this is a remake that definitely was one that uh, went in a different direction than the other and did it very well and really did something amazing, not just remaking the movie to remake the movie. Well, I have a question then. Yeah. So if the 1982 is a remake of the 1950-whatever, is the 2011 a remake of the remake, or is it a remake of the original? It is neither. I have seen it. And oh. it's not really a remake just ran of out of either. Words. Two thumbs down. I haven't even seen it yet. Oh. All right. Well, as you said, the thing was made in 1982. It's an hour and 49 minutes long. Rated R. Ooh. Ooh. And um, on IMDb, it has an 8.1 score. Yes. John Carpenter's The Thing, one of, uh, interestingly, originally panned movies of his that was actually considered a failure at first, but now is considered to be one of his best movies. Um, the Tomato Meter is certified fresh at an 83%. Critics' consensus, grimmer and more terrifying than the 1950s take, John Carpenter's The Thing is a tense sci-fi thriller rife with compelling tension and some remarkable makeup effects. Audience score, 92%. Say remarkable for the 80s. 
remarkable for the time. Yeah. I have I have words to say. Okay. So there's some backstory to this movie that chaos forced me to watch this movie. Yes, so this movie, an evil friend. You are an evil friend. You're the evilest friend I've ever had. My evil friend. Okay, go on. Sounds like my buddy. Everything's a song. It's a my they might be buddy. giant song. Actually, my buddy. Shut up with your commercial trash talk. Wherever, wherever he goes. I'm okay, a go. nobody ever sang the song like that. <laughs> I'm singing in a minor chord. Yes, you are. Creepy. It's creepy, all right. <laughs> It's real creepy. Imagine my buddy is Chucky. That'd be awesome. I want to see Chucky singing the My Buddy's But arm. Chucky had a really high-pitched voice. No, I know, but I want to see him singing the... I'm just saying... My I'm, buddy! Like yeah, that? Yeah, I just want to see him singing it. Anyway. Okay, so the backstory behind this movie. This was the first horror movie I'd ever seen. I was four years old and it was on TV back when, you know, TV used to actually run good movies. Um, well, they don't make good movies anymore. That's why they don't run good movies anymore. Yeah, that's true too. Well, anyway, I'm kidding. <laughs> Are you though? Kind of. Okay. Anyway, so uh, my dad would used to watch my brother and I because my mom worked whatever that shift is. That third, work, whatever she was never home. Um, you know, was like she never morning. home in the evening, or was she never home in the? She daytime? was never home in the morning. I mean, in the evening, rather. Sorry. She, <laughs> okay, so she probably worked like second or second third shift. shift. Yeah, probably. I used he to took work care of us from like kinder, kinder When did she? On. When did she go in? I don't fucking know. I was like, I was. A well, baby. you were four. You don't remember? You didn't have it written down? Wow. <laughs> no, I didn't. Anyway, he would pick us up from kinder care. Plug, kinder care sponsor us. I mentioned you. Anyway, he picked uh, us up from kinder care. And no, why would the fuck would we have <laughs> kinder care as a sponsor? You are psychotic. <laughs> I just plugged them, okay? They got free advertisement from this podcast for all 10 people that watch it are now going to send their kids to kinder care. What what is your thing always saying people are watching our podcast? Why are you always saying that? Because they're watching that little bar go by as it plays. That's what I do when I listen to the podcast. I actually watch the the time bar go by. You watch the progress bar? I do. I watch the progress bar. So I watch the podcast. Bite me. You know what? Bite me right there. Anyway, I'm going to continue my story after my plug for kinder care. Um, Shut up about fucking kinder care. Oh, my God. Anyway, he'd pick us up from kinder care, and he would put us to bed. So whatever that shift was, you know, he took care of us. So Third, yeah. Thank you. Anyway, so one night, uh, we were all huddled in their bed watching The Thing, because that was on, and my dad loved horror movies and everything. And my brother loved it, of course, but I terrified the shit out of me. Terrified the shit out of me. It was like 1984. Terrified the shit out of me. Well, um, you know, you were a wimp. I was four. So? I saw horror movies when I was four and I fucking loved them. You're an asshole, though. <laughs> what does uh, that have to do with it? I would not watch this movie again and then Cass made me. We made a deal, technically, for The Purge, which she still hasn't watched yet. Well, you're the one who doesn't pick The Purge. I know. I, I gotta pick The Purge. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's not me stopping you. I gotta you. find my copy of it. That's what's stopping me. That and Hostel. I can't find my copies. If I could find the second and third of both those series, I can't find the first one. Anyway. It's like the universe is smiling down at me right now. Up, I hate you so much right now. Everything about you I hate. <laughs> I just want you to know that. And yet we are friends. Oh my god, I don't know why. Anyway, so that's my story of the thing. I refused to watch it. Chaos made me watch it. And I'm okay with it. It was actually pretty funny, I thought. 
I laughed in many parts. The monster, I mean, yeah. just when you're used to today's effects, and the monster's pretty pretty hilariously it out is. there. I love it, though. Do I, you want to do a short summary before we continue? Uh, God, you're, why do you always like spring these summaries on me? Short well, summary. Normally we do it, but I'm just saying I had I had a personal story with this one. So okay, I to add that short first. summary. Um, let's see. Do it up. Uh, men in helicopter try to kill dog. USA rescues dog. Things go awry. I love it. Yay! Yay! Okay, perfect. That's my kind of summary, and that's really good for you, actually. It lasts a half hour. See, I'm working so hard on not doing 15 minutes to half an hour summaries. I'm trying. I'm trying for you. <laughs> so this alien assimilates whatever creature. First, it assimilates a dog. Are you saying the right word, assimilates? The, the, yeah, I mean, you're thinking about the Borg, but technically it's true. <laughs> no, that assimilate is the accurate word I was kidding. Yeah. Um, no, the, the, the monster is actually really interesting. It's this alien that it just, it like goes from planet to planet and it just assimilates creatures wherever it goes. And it just, um, keeps in its DNA knowledge of every creature that it ever assimilates. So, um, making eyes at your when, cat, sorry. Oh, okay. That's what you were doing. I was like, what the fuck? She I'm, was just I'm making, making eyes at your cat. Eyes were just like going like, well, your cat's just bigly, staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my cat does that. Um, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, and then so then it it's um, yeah. When I watched the DVD <laughs> commentary, they were talking about how the alien is uh, thinking that it's doing them a favor by improving them by you know giving them this gift of being the, of the ability to be the thing and to assimilate others and to have these amazing survival skills and be able to turn into anything that it's ever assimilated. And that's why it creates all these creepy, terrible creatures because it'll have, like, the legs from this creature that it picked up on this planet and like the, the eyes. spider legs. Yeah, and then that's the awesome. eyes from a creature from this other planet and then, like, a human jaw and, like, all kinds of crazy creepy shit. Creepy as fuck. Creepy as fuck. Creepy as fuck. And definitely uh, a pretty perfect representation of paranoia. Yeah. Sorry, you were talking. What was I talking about, though? Fuck, I don't know. I just started. Did we, did we I just started getting right? excited about. No, I was just the... talking about the assimilating. Yeah, you were alien. talking about how it, it, it starts Can... assimilating everybody who's near to it, which is cool. Um, as you said, this is John Carpenter. <laughs> Which, you know, he did Halloween and Yes, my Assault favorite of the slasher. Saint 13. Yeah, and... well, another one we have to watch. Yeah, we gotta watch all the Halloween movies. I just wanna do, like, a whole thing of Halloween movies. Is that wrong? You mean the Halloween series or... The Halloween series, yeah. Yeah, me too. No, I, I definitely do. That's my favorite of the slasher genre, so... Yeah. He also did... He wrote Escape from New York, too. Which, yeah, that uh... one... Uh, a lot of people love it. I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on I it. I haven't seen it. Um, but The Fog is awesome. That's yeah, another Fox classic cool. John Carpenter. And then the cast is pretty sweet, too, because I gotta say, I, I, I love this cast. Um, I, like I said, I was, it was 34 years ago. Oh my God, it was 34 years ago. That was the last time I saw this film. <laughs> I thought Tom Skerritt was in it. I guess I got him confused with Kurt Russell. I don't know how. <laughs> I always thought Tom Skerritt was in this film, but of course, Kurt Russell 
Wilfred Brimley. Um, Wilfred. Wilfred. Diabetes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I sorry. I knew I'm that sorry. was coming. God damn it. I knew it. I'm sorry. Um, T.K. Carter, who some of you will know, um, especially if you're around our age, from Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Do you remember Miss Good Morning, Miss Bliss? What the fuck is that? That was the precursor to Saved by the Bell. It was like the first oh my couple God, years when they were really? in middle school. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Wow. I love that show. Um, you got Keith David, who I was killing me. I could not remember what I saw him in last. I think it was Barbershop. But the man is in everything. So I went to his page to figure out what the hell did I just see him in. And I'm like, oh, he was in this and that and... Oh, he was an David archer. Is so awesome in he this. is. He's he's awesome. Platoon. He was an archer. He was in everything, and then he was in barbershop. That's what I remember seeing him. In. <laughs> I um, remember got, him from fucking barbershop. I, well, I just saw a barbershop a couple weeks ago, months ago. I own it. Um, and I pl- like it. Platoon. Fucking platoon, man. Yeah. For uh. Bar- there's barbershop, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he did a lot of voice acting too, like for I mean, like a Japanese fucking man. Um, anime. Like he was in Princess Mononoke, yeah. you know, like weird stuff like that. Yeah, he was that's in. Weird. Um, there's something about Mary Armageddon, uh, volcano vanishing point. Yeah, baby. Oh wait, 97? What? What the fuck? Yeah, he's Vanishing Point is not from fucking 1997. What it's probably fuck? a remake, what you're thinking of. Ew, ew, ew. They remade Vanishing Point? That's fucking wrong. Anyway, um, and Richard Dysart, of course, from the L- uh, Law, um, L.A. Law fame. Huge on L.A. Law. Um, of course. Hey, if you were an oh, L.A. Law fan, as you Dr. Cooper, a.k.a. Doc, a.k.a. weird ex-hippie with nose ring. Yeah, which was just weird. <laughs> Um, and we don't know why he had a nose ring in this film. We don't think Richard Dysart actually had a nose ring, considering the man was born in 1929. No, well, really... I don't know many people born in the 1920s have a nose ring. <laughs> well, even even if it was, I mean, it doesn't look real. Like like it was um, on the edge of his nostril. It had to be fake. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. It was. Not, it wasn't even the. Nobody would pierce your nose that way. Like, are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Not in the 80s, anyway. Maybe now. Nobody, no, no, it's, it's, it was too close to the, okay, fine. I'm kidding, of course. What else was I going to say? Yeah, so he was in, he was in Back to the Future Part 3, sorry. Yeah, but a very sminer, very sminer part, very sminer, but a great cast. Um, Yeah. And I, I didn't pick up on this until I was reading trivia. There's McCready, which, it's Mac Reddy. It's M-A-C-R-E-D. Macready. That's not how you pronounce, like, Scottish things. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just reading it, Macready. Like, <laughs> Mac and then Windows. Which Mac and Windows. I didn't realize that. I mean, of course it's a coincidence, you know, because it was in 1982, but I just, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, there was a Mac and a Windows. It's kind of funny. So that made me chuckle a little bit. Oh my god, I have to read this about Wilford Brimley on Rotten Tomatoes. What about him? <laughs> I just, hold on a second. Okay. With varied rugged experiences ranging from blacksmith to horse trainer, portly handlebar mustached Wilfred Brimley enters films in the 1960s as a cowboy stuntman. Save for a few build appearances on TV cowboy series like Gunsmoke, Brimley worked primarily in supporting roles until finally achieving star status in the 80s via his gruff fatherly roles in films such as The Thing, Hotel New Hampshire, The Natural, and Cocoon. Oh yeah, he was in Cocoon. On television, Wilford Brimley starred in the 80s family drama, dramedy Our House. 
In addition to his film and television work, Brimley worked for a time as a commercial spokesperson for the Quaker Oats Company. <laughs> I remember that. And he also told you how to get your diabetes testing supplies. You gotta stop that, dude. I swear to God. All right, fine. Like, I won't say that anymore. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> stop it. Oh, my God. Okay. Years but- I've been dealing with this. Years. <laughs> Holy shit. I just love that he was like this rugged cowboy guy, but then he never got famous until he was like the dad. <laughs> with his handlebar mustache and his, I feel a lot better now. I'd like to come inside. Oh my God. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that too. I had some trivia about him. Um, he was the only one that it, the autopsy scene didn't gross out because he was this rugged yeah. cowboy and everything. Everyone else was grossed out by this scene, but... Right, and he looks like he's just like some grandpa that would be like, oh my goodness, I, where's the pool? I don't understand what's going on. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, what? What about it? It's well, fine. Because <laughs> um, I think they used actual... I want to say they actually used animal they, parts. They did. Like I animal think, I'm pretty sure I remember reading that as Yeah, well. here it is. They used real animal organs. But he was used to it as a hunter and a cowboy, so I thought that was fascinating. Um, and this was actually like an all-male cast and crew. It was it very, was. it was very small. Um, sexist. No, I'm just kidding. No, really, they. In, no, I'm serious. In, in, but in the commentary, like the DVD commentary, like Kurt Russell's, like, yeah, it was so awesome. You know, we did have one woman. At first, but she was pregnant, and then she left to go have her baby, and then it was just men, and that was so great. And he was talking about how basically they didn't have to, like, perform masculinity because there weren't any women around. And I was like, dude, she wasn't fucking asking you for that. She was a fucking pregnant woman. She didn't care about shit. Like, I think they do it unconsciously is what he meant, though. Like, it's an unconscious thing. Like, you see... But he knows that he's recognizing that it happens. Well, he he's thinking and talking about it. Therefore, yeah. he knows that it happens... So know this, Kurt Russell. She doesn't care. That's all. Wow. Now Kurt Russell hates us. I love... Thanks a fucking lot. I love Kurt Russell. Okay? I do. I love Kurt Russell. You know, he hates you now, so... I'm sure he does. I'm sure most people hate me. Yeah, pretty much. All of our listeners do. Yeah. Team Carnage. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, by the way, this was a Team Chaos pick, in case, uh... You were wondering in there, like, that's any question. I mean, come on. By now, they probably are starting to uh, recognize our tastes. A little bit, at least. I don't know. Maybe if you've been listening since the beginning. So we were getting into... we were. I I, I veered us off course a little bit with the actors and John Carpenter and everything. And we were talking about a little about the um, the actual... (laughs) The funny aliens and the props. Oh, yeah, the props. The props. I love that they actually went to Juneau, Alaska to do this, even though it wasn't Antarctica. I mean, let's... <laughs> yeah. But the budget um, on this film was incredible for its time. $15 million. Yeah, and they said that most of that went to the effects. Makes sense. And the, that the practical effects actually were um, considered at the time to have been very masterfully done. Oh, yeah. And the people who were involved in their manufacture were considered to be master prop makers for yeah, sure. the best of their times. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Stan Winston did one piece. Um, the dog thing. He was created by Stan Winston. Yeah, and it's funny when they talk in the DVD commentary they point out like where where it's like not a real dog and where it is a real dog and there were some of the times when I really didn't realize it wasn't a real dog before it starts to go monstrous. Right. But there were times when it wasn't a real dog and I hadn't noticed. And you were mentioning before when we were watching this about the dog how they praise the dog a lot because 
He walks in a straight line. It's not that he walks in a straight line. It's that he didn't look at the camera. No, the I didn't say that he walks in a straight oh, line. I thought that's what you were no, saying. the reason the reason why um, they praised the dog so much was because yeah, he was act. He wasn't acting. He didn't look at. I'm sorry. He wasn't acting. Let me try that again. <laughs> like you said, he didn't look at the camera. He didn't look at the crew. There's there's one point where he like pauses and kind of looks around like he's looking for something or he's cautious. Before he continues on. I mean, it sounds silly to say, but yeah, that dog kind of acted. Like, yeah. he, he did a really, he did really he do a good job. He was a very job. good actor. So. <laughs> I mean, the dog did a good job. Dog did an awesome job. Good job, dog. You're probably dead now. I mean, it was 34 years ago. Oh, yeah, that dog's dead. That dog's totally dead. Oh, now I'm sad. Aw, all those dogs are dead. How about I make you sadder? Oh. Well, they would have lived a really long time if they were still alive. Don't cry. It's okay. We'll get past it. Kurt Russell's still alive. I know. There you go. <laughs> now <laughs> I'm happy again. Bounce back like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so it just, that, you know, it's just funny because it amuses me now. Like, just, I was, like, laughing at some... Oh, but, yeah. I know! No, seriously, like, like when the head is on the floor, and it's got that piece that comes out of yeah. the mouth, and it's, like, dragging itself across the... Oh, as much as... As much as that's, like, you know, body horror and, ew, gross at the same time, and, like, I can recognize that for the time, it, it it's pretty cool, but at the same time, it's just fucking hilarious, and it's not hilarious in, like, a, oh, my God, that's so bad, it's hilarious, it's just hilarious. Yeah, I like, I like at the end how there's two people still alive. Spoiler, and I'm just kidding, Kurt Russell <laughs> and Keith David. They always say in the horror movies, the black person is the first to die. <laughs> and it's not true in this movie. It's one of the ones that live at the end. So Granted, there were only me. two. I know, but one of them And the other lived. one died. Well, they couldn't all live. I mean, <laughs> that would just be weird. <laughs> It always makes me think of LL Cool J and how he has in his contracts that he's not allowed to die in horror movies. Because <laughs> he's smart. Right. Anyway. Exactly. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though. Like they always say, you know, it's always the trope yeah, oh, that yeah. the token black person dies. He didn't die. He didn't Plus, die. Plus, I think they really left it open for a real sequel. Like a John Carpenter sequel. No. Yes. They, they, they both died. I know, but they didn't die on screen. Yeah, but they both died. There was no sequel. There should be a sequel where the alien actually does live and gets into the mass population, like in Vegas or California. Oh, so or can we talk about this since we're kind of on the topic about the ending? Um, apparently, there is a much beloved fan theory that Childs is the thing at the end because of when um, the music changes when he comes back and Kurt Russell's character says, Where were you, Childs? And then when Kurt Russell's character gives him something like a shot of whiskey or whatever, it's really, it's, it's, uh, the fan theory is that it's really gasoline. And he gives it to him as a test because the thing wouldn't know that gasoline wasn't something you drink. So when he drinks it and then McCreary, uh, McCready laughs, that's like he laughs because he realizes that Childs is the thing and he's going to die. But Kurt Russell has said no. <laughs> okay, here's my thing on that part. The whole th- I found that whole thing funny because he's like, where were you, Childs? Bitch, I was staying in the barracks where you told me to. You told me to stay here. Where <laughs> yeah, right. do you think I was? I love that part where they're blowing everything up. I'm like, did no one think to tell Childs what they were doing? I mean, don't you think he'd be a little concerned? Like, all of a sudden, there's all these explosions. Yeah. Where do you think he was? Right. Where you told him to stay, you jackass. Well, he was probably in there. He saw the explosions, and then he went outside and got lost in the storm, just like he fucking said. Exactly. But no, Kurt Russell, um, when they asked Kurt him Russell. about it, 
when they asked him about it, said that um, it in the end it takes you right back to square one and you don't know anything for sure and it's just the paranoia is just there and you just don't know. So no. And everyone dies. So no, Childs is not the thing. Are you the thing? I need to know this. Maybe. That's gas. And that was another um, cool thing was that all of the different, each different actor was allowed to decide for himself if his character knew he was the thing or not because they were saying if the thing could imitate you so perfectly, you might not even know that you were the thing. I might be the thing. You might be the thing. I'm just kidding. Well, no tentacles have erupted out of your mouth and wrapped around my head, so I think not today. They did yesterday, but oh shit! What? Wait, wait, what? I gave you warning. When did that? What? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Do you want to talk fan fiction for a little bit? Sure. Let's talk about fan fiction. There is fan fiction for this particular version of the thing. Um, um, you know what? I can see that because I personally could see some McCready Childs going on. It was Windows, actually, and McCready. It, what? Windows and McCready's have a date. <laughs> what? That's the name of your fan fiction? No, it's just a summary. Oh. It's not my fan fiction. Don't say my fan fiction. I was talking to whoever oh. wrote it. This is on um, fanfiction.net, and it is, there's 38, 38 on here. Uh, most of them are not, like, pairings like that, but that one was McCready and Windows. Oh. <laughs> I'm not seeing any other pairings on here, though. It's all... It's all just, like... Theory, fan Oh, that's theories. cool. Like, I would read those. Yeah. I wouldn't read the pairings, but I would read no. those. And then our archive of our own, which is a little bit more pairings, mm-hmm. uh, McCready and Windows. Um, also, <laughs> oh, that's the same one. <laughs> Windows has the thing, though. Ew. Together. Yeah, and then the thing and reader... That's Ew. appearing. Um, yeah, so that happened. Uh, <laughs> that's scary. Um, and this one's a crossover between Hannibal and The Thing. And then The Young Avengers, The Dick, the Disney Club, and The Thing. Okay, I know I should be more disturbed about The Young Avengers and The Disney Club, but Hannibal and The Thing? What the f- actual fuck? Do you want me to read that? No. <laughs> no, I mean, do you want me to read the description? Yes. Okay. Hannibal Lecter needs to go to the Edmondson Scott Station in Antarctica. Unfortunately, his research partner has other plans. Stranded in the middle of nowhere, Hannibal will have to rely on a scraggly dog sledder named Will Graham to get him across the frozen wasteland. What could go wrong with that plan? Hannibal and Will forever! I didn't say there was a pairing. I know. Oh, this one's worse. Avatar, The Thing, and The Little Prince. Okay, good night. I have to go now. <laughs> Fuck this. I need to go and and just completely Scrub erase the, my memory of the last 24 hours with some kind of chemical substance. Yeah, so 17 on uh, Archive of Our Own and another 38 on net, uh, fanfiction.net. I'm not going to adult fanfiction because I don't want to know. No. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Fuck no. So, um... Any other trivia that you have or anything that you got interesting about this? Because um, you had quite a bit of trivia since this was your thing. Yeah. Ah! Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, wait. <laughs> let me see what I had here. Can I say something? Yep. Okay. There were these super fans that in 2003, they actually went up and found parts of the set that were left behind. 
like they have a chopper blade from the set. Oh my gosh. And they have it as part of their memorabilia now. It was still there in 2003. So I thought that was pretty funny. They went up to Alaska? Yeah. That's and this movie is um, the culture in Antarctica. It's a long-standing tradition for of all British Antarctic research stations to watch the thing as part of their mid-winter feast and celebration held every June 21st. Oh my god, that's awesome. That'd be great. Oh, oh, here's something. According to uh, a, according to apocryphal story first reported on reddit.com in February 2013 when asked about the ambiguous ending of the film, John Car- Carpenter responded that he never understood how there could be any confusion about whether Childs and or McCready are human or not because the last scene shows Kurt Russell and Keith David staring down at each other, harshly backlit. It's completely glaring obvious that Kurt Russell is breathing and Keith David is not. Keith David's not breathing? We'll have to go back and look at that again. So Childs is the thing? That's what he says here. Yeah. Shit! So we'll have to go back and take a look at that now. Oh my god. Because I'm kind of curious... Um, and crazy. did you see that? Did you know there was a video game in here called The Thing, made in 2002? <laughs> no. It's revealed that McCready survives and is picked up by a search and rescue team while Childs freezes to death. John Carpenter has stated that the game is canon. So there you go. So then Childs isn't the thing. But he freezes to death. I don't know. The thing wouldn't die. That's contradictory. Yeah, because the thing wouldn't die from being frozen. That's what the thing wants. Well, That's I why they have to kill it with John fire. John Carpenter on the phone. John Carpenter? What the fuck, man? Or if any of our audience knows the truth. Or if you know John Carpenter, let us know. Yeah, yeah, just let, the, let us know that. Okay, I couldn't find what I was looking for, so never mind about my piece of trivia. Um, and, but here's, here's another piece, though. It's just so funny. There's so much. At a horror convention in 2008, Keith David was asked if he ever knew at the very end of the movie who was infected with the alien. He smiled and said, well, I don't know about Kurt Russell, but it sure as hell wasn't me. He may be right, as the movie's prequel, The Thing, 2011, established that while assimilating its victims, the alien gets rid of all inter- artificial ear- yes. <laughs> implants and appendages. Child's earring can still be seen in his ear at the end of the movie. That was how they told in the 2011 version. I kind of blocked it out of my head until you started reading about that. I couldn't remember. That's why it wasn't really a sequel. It was a prequel and to, that's the 20, why... to the 1982 version. Okay, well, Doc had that nose ring. I wonder if he still had it. Yeah, I mean, granted, he well, got he did clawed because, up. But the thing is, they totally retconned that. I mean, that What does retcon mean? That means it didn't exist in the first one. Oh, okay. And then they make a prequel and they say that that was always... Oh. that was Because in, in the prequel, that was like how they ended up being able to tell if people were the thing or not because of whether they still had, like, you know, their artificial parts in them. Basically. Gotcha. Okay. So, like, what if the thing takes over a guy with a pacemaker? Does he just instantly die? (laughs) Probably. Jesus. That'd be horrible. And John Carpenter won't divulge the secret of the last scene anymore. That's sad. He's probably tired of it. Probably. But there's questions. There are questions, John Carpenter, that need to be answered. You better recognize. Well, I think... like Honey Boo Boo there, didn't I? I think if the video game is established canon, then... Yeah, I guess so. Childs wasn't the thing. He died. Mac got picked up. He lived. You need to buy this movie. Do you have this movie? What movie? Do you own the DVD of the thing? Yes. Because there's some deleted scenes. I know. Oh, we didn't watch them. I didn't know you wanted to. Well, sometimes I You've never asked to watch the deleted scenes. I do at home. In private. I do too. the dark at night. Where I feel most... Most uh, vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
Just kidding. The fuck, man? <laughs> Who doesn't like to be scared? Come on. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, that's also where if I watch I my gag rolls. If I gag could rolls. be scared, maybe. Which you can't be. All right. Are you ready to... Um... Rate? We're getting kind of long in the time, well, so I think it's a good time. Oh, this is sad, though. What? Coincidentally, Charles Hollihan suffered a heart attack in 97 and passed away. Like his character Norris, or the remains of Norris, as the thing is already growing inside him, ready to fully assimilate does. Aw. That's sad. That's very sad. So you would die if you had a pacemaker? Apparently. Okay. Let's rate. Shall you go first? Jesus Christ, now I feel like a bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll go first. Uh, I give it a 9.5. Wow. This is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. Okay, gonna go six point one three seven. Fuck you. Why? Because of the low score, or because of the one point three seven. Both. I yeah. I'm, I it was okay for me. It was better than it was thirty four years ago. But I was just. I'm just glad you got over eh, your fear. It's okay. I know. I was just funny now. So it did give me some laughter, but I don't think it was supposed to. Nine point five. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anything else you'd like to add about this? It was awesome. Okay. Good to know. How about um, you pimp our, our podcast? Okay, so we are podcastatnight.podbean.com. We are podcast at night on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And our Instagram is the most fun place to go Woo-hoo! for our updates. But um, as soon as things hit Podbean... Um, they do get automatic. The episodes get automatically updated on Twitter and Facebook. Um, so any of those are good places to go to find out. We episode. We update every Monday. We episode. I like we episode. That. Um, our email is podcast at night at gmail dot com. You know what I like? I like those. Do you remember those dolls? They paper dolls, and then you you cut paper dresses on, and you put them on. You know what I mean? I didn't pay with paper dolls. Okay, if you have paper dolls, send them to us through email. Because we never get paper dolls, and that's the coolest thing ever. That's all I have to say about that. Maybe if they're horror paper dolls. Oh, that'd be awesome! If if it's, like, different car- cast members from The Thing, and then the, the paper Not doll... No, just The Thing. No, Don't no, 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 no. Shush, let me finish. <laughs> the outfit is different incarnations of the thing <laughs> of them like transforming as the thing or as you know horror all like horrified as the thing yeah i like that that's my idea for send that. it to us send it send it okay that's all my pimping sorry continue on with your pimping pimping ain't easy pimping ain't easy no i mean that's what i'm told i know um, it for a fact <laughs> it's hard getting you out in that corner <laughs> Fuck you. And that's it. Oh, do we have an exposition sex worker for this movie? McCready? Uh, no, I think actually, Wilford I want to say it was Blair. Because they have the whole... You bring up the fucking diabetes again, I swear to God. No! <laughs> I wasn't. Okay, I'm um, sure. No, when he... When he's doing the computer estimation oh, calculations... Oh, finished that. Good, Okay. <laughs> you (laughs) when he's he's calculating how how long it will take if the thing reaches the rest of the world before the entire world is infected that's kind of the exposition sex work it is and then knowing that he was basically the thing from the entire beginning 
makes it creepier because it's like, oh, he was figuring that out because he wanted to know how fast he could infect the rest of the planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. So the thing ended up being, not even Blair, the thing ended up being the exposition. Or would it be Blair's computer? No, I like the thing. The thing is the exposition sex worker in the thing. Nice. Excellent. All right, that wraps us, I think. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Goodbye from Chaos. Goodbye from Carnage. And as always, we are filmed in front of a live studio audience of cats. Thanks for listening to They Mostly Podcast at Night. Our theme song is by the Computer Music All-Stars under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Link in the show notes.